friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Hey friend, how are you today? I hope you're doing awesome. I know I am, and I've got to be totally honest with you, which hopefully I'm always totally honest with you. (laughs) I don't know why I feel the need to say that, but I just do. When I'm like, when I've got something really important to share, I want you to know I'm being totally honest with you. I am so excited for this episode. Like, you have no idea how excited I am for this because I am going to be talking about a topic that I'm crazy passionate about. I'm going to be talking about the one marketing strategy that has made an insane difference in my business this year. And honestly, I I try to talk about this strategy with business owners everywhere I go. I try to constantly convince more people to use this strategy to grow their businesses and make more sales because one, it's super fun. Two, it's such a great way to build relationships with your audience. And three, the numbers really speak for themselves. Like the sales that you can do with this strategy, like it's crazy cakes. So are you ready to hear what it is? You probably have some guesses. I'm thinking that a lot of you might be thinking I'm talking about Facebook ads, which I'm also obsessed with, but I'm not talking about Facebook ads right now. I'm I'm talking about something that... One, it's a little more approachable and affordable for every business owner. And two, for me, Facebook ads is how I get people in the door. But this strategy is how I actually build a relationship and help people and sell the fabulous thing that I want to sell. So that thing, that one marketing strategy that I'm talking about is webinars. Yes, webinars. And I know, I know that you have probably heard a lot of online business owners talk about webinars in the past couple years, but I have some crazy cool stats to share with you, as well as I'm going to talk about six myths around webinars. I'm going to debunk them and I'm going to teach you the truth about how to make webinars work for your business, okay? So if you're sitting there and you're rolling your eyes and you're going, I don't wanna hear about webinars, I've heard it before, they're not for me, no thank you, business mom out, then I need you to give me a few more minutes and I'm pretty sure I'm gonna change your mind, okay? So that's my goal. (laughs) because I'm so passionate about webinars. All right, so let's dig into today's solo episode all about webinars. We're talking about six webinar myths plus the truth about making webinars work for your business. Okay, so first of all, this past year, Brilliant Business Moms has grown an insane amount and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. And finally, Chris and I sat down and you know, did the books like responsible business owners (laughs) and figured out uh, where our sales were coming from, what was our total revenue, what was our profit, uh, all of those kinds of good things that you need to do as business owners. 
And I was blown away when I discovered that we've had $285,000 of revenue for 2016. So that's sales in the business. And 201,000 of that was sales of my online courses. So I have a course called Brilliant Pin Promotion about Pinterest marketing. I have a course called FB Brilliance, which is about using Facebook ads to grow your business. And I'm going to have a new course coming out soon. So stay tuned for that. But honestly, I was blown away. So the other, let's see, the other 84000 in revenue, that was planner sales primarily. And keep in mind that planner season flows into 2017. So we had an awesome, awesome 2017 planner season, but not all of that is part of our 2016 revenue tallies and things like that. But yeah, the vast majority of the 84,000 was planner sales and then some affiliate sales, which hint, hint, how do I make my affiliate sales? I make those primarily through webinars too. So again, hence my my passion for webinars. <laughs> and in those courses, that's what I was going to say, is that, you know, over two thirds of my income that came from course sales, literally the main way. I mean, I'm talking main way as in at least 90% of my course sales this past year have been through webinars. People come to a free class that I hold around a given topic. They love the class. They get to know me. They build a relationship with me. They get a lot of value out of the class, whether they ever purchase anything from me or not, which is awesome and I love that. And I recommend that people come to my classes whether they do want to purchase anything or not because I just think it's awesome and fun and I love to help people. But then a good portion of those people decide, yeah, I'm ready to take things to the next level. If this was her free class, then I think her course is going to be awesome and I'm going to purchase it. So webinars have been a huge, huge, huge source of revenue for me and my business this year. And I got to tell you that I was very, very close to also doing a webinar to sell my physical planners this year. So if you have a physical product that you sell in your business, please don't turn this episode off because I have a lot of thoughts and ideas for you too, okay? So this 100% applies to you. That's one of the myths that I'm going to debunk in this episode. So anyways, I was really close to doing a webinar to sell my planners, but it takes a couple of weeks to create a really great webinar and get your slides ready to go. And then of course, you've got to have a sign-up page and get people to sign up for your webinar and attend it. And to be honest, the planners were selling more quickly than I anticipated. And so I was nervous that by the time I actually got my act together and had a great webinar to share around goal setting and time management and living an intentional life that half of the planner covers would be sold out and then I would try to sell my planners at the end of the webinar and people would be bummed and disappointed or the planners altogether were going to sell out partway through the webinar. So that was my big concern. So I want you to know that the main reason I didn't do a webinar to sell my planners this year was simply because they started selling too fast and the webinar would have worked too well. (laughs) So which, yeah, that sounds kind of silly, right? But I I was actually right. I'm really glad that I didn't do a webinar to sell my planners because it's January 31st as of the date of this recording and the planners have been sold out for 
quite a few days now. And so I'm pretty sure if I would have gotten my act together and done a webinar, they would have sold out halfway through the webinar. And then I would have gotten to the point where I give people fabulous bonuses and their offer and they wouldn't be able to take advantage of it because there would have been no planners left. So keep that in mind as I'm talking today and know that next year, next planner season, because I'll be able to get my planners to my doorstep much sooner than this past year, I am absolutely going to be doing webinars around goal setting and intentional living and will be selling my physical planners through those webinars too. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. I have so many ideas for that. Okay. So before I dig into the six webinar myths and debunk those for you, I wanted to share just a few stats to kind of prove to you that webinars are crazy powerful. So for example, I was looking at my stats for this past year and, you know, one of the ways I filled up my webinars with happy students was by using Facebook ads. So as an example, I might use Facebook ads and send people over to my free class And my goal for the week might be to get 2,000 signups for the class. And I would run these ads only to cold traffic. This would be, you know, after I'd already gotten all of my website visitors and, and email subscribers, I'd already shared this webinar with them, but I knew the webinar was great and I knew I had a great course to sell. And so I wanted to get in front of more people, right? So I would get 2,000 people in the door for my webinar. These are people who knew nothing about me before seeing one of my ads on Facebook or Instagram and saying, oh, hey, cool, free class. I'm interested, sign me up. So I'd do that. And on average, so those 2,000 signups, I'd spend about $4,000 to get them. So about $2 per webinar signup. And then I would make about $8,000 in sales. So my profit margin was 50%. And, you know, those of you who are more experienced business owners might be like, what? You only made 50% profit margin? Yeah, I totally get it. But I was most excited about growing and getting new subscribers in the door, getting to know new people, bringing new people into my audience. And so to me, it was awesome to spend $4,000, grab 2,000 brand new email subscribers, and walk away with a $4,000 profit because of the $8,000 in sales that I made. So on average, that came to about 63 course sales. And so when you do the math, 63 course sales out of 2,000 signups, that's a 3% conversion rate. Now, people who are like insanely good at webinars and have it down to a science, they can get way higher than a 3% conversion rate. So they might be like laughing at that 3% conversion rate. But for me, that felt amazing because guess what? These are people that a week ago, in some cases three days ago, they didn't have a clue who I was. I was a random stranger on the internet and I brought them into a webinar and was able to get 3% of them to say, yes, I want your course. I want what you have to offer. That is the power of webinars because one of the stats that you'll see floating around in terms of marketing to your email list, for example, would be, okay, let's say you're launching your new course and you've worked really hard and you built up an email list and you've got a relationship with that email list. You've been emailing them every single week for several months or even a year. Well, conservatively, you still want to just estimate about a 2% conversion rate. 
And guys, that's like, those are people on your list. Those are people that know you. Those are people that have spent months and months hanging out with you online and you're only supposed to estimate a 2% conversion rate. This is me saying hello and hanging out with strangers and I was able to get a 3% conversion rate. That blows my mind. Now, when I compare that to a webinar that I cobbled together in July, which was the first time I launched my Facebook ads course, I brought in 125 course sales, and that was from about 3,000 webinar signups, and those were signups from my list. So I think my email list at this time was maybe, it was like 20 to 25,000 people on my list, and so I emailed them a couple times and said, hey, I got this great webinar for you to come learn about Facebook ads, come sign up. And so about 3,000 of those people on my list took me up on my offer and signed up for my webinar. And really, I only pitched my course and my bonuses and all that stuff to the people who signed up for my webinar. I don't even think I pitched it to my main list, which looking back was kind of silly. But anyways, that's how I rolled. And with that said, I this was like a total shotgun launch. I didn't do all the things you're supposed to do, like build anticipation and hint and let people know that your thing is coming and all that good stuff. I just was like, let me get this out the door and see what happens. Let me cobble together a landing page, cobble together a webinar signup page, and let's do this. So from those 3,000 webinar signups, I was able to get 125 sales. So that's about a 4% conversion rate. So again, compare that to when you're just emailing your list about a launch that you've got going on. And this is emailing your list and like you got to build the anticipation. You got to email them five bazillion times over the course of a week or two. You got to drive them crazy. And you're still only supposed to expect like a 2% conversion rate. Or you can send a couple emails, get people into your webinar, send a couple emails only to the people who signed up for the webinar and get a 4% conversion rate. So again, I, I just love that data. to show you how effective webinars are versus just email marketing, versus just trying to get people into an email funnel and to make a sale via email. So I know for me, the webinars always blow my email sales numbers out of the water. And then we'll take one more example. So this is my non-webinar example. My current email list has about 50,000 subscribers on it. Of those 50,000 subscribers, only 1,600 of them purchased a planner. And some of those are actually brand new people that purchased a planner because a fabulous, happy customer referred them as an affiliate. So not even all of those 1,600 people were people that were initially on my list that I had built a relationship with and things like that. But again, like I said, I didn't do a webinar on time management. I didn't do a webinar on goal setting. I didn't show people in action you know, how effective these strategies for time management and planning your life can really be. So of those 50,000 email subscribers, only 1,600 of them purchased a planner and then of course they sold out. That is a 3% conversion rate. Okay, so again, like good, right? It's better than the standard industry 2% conversion rate. But this was also a conversion rate that happened over the course of a couple months. It happened with loads of Instagram posts and Facebook posts and an email each week, you know, talking about a great feature of the planner or talking about one of the bonuses with the planner. So this was a ton of 
buildup and time and content that went behind that 3% conversion rate on my list. Whereas I probably could have just created an awesome webinar around goal setting and time management and had a much higher than 3% conversion rate. <laughs> okay, so are you are you excited? Are you excited for the potential of webinars? I really hope that you are. Because not only do you get to show off your expertise and your personality and you'll get to know your audience in such a more intimate way, they'll become your friends. It's so much fun. But not only that, webinars are an amazing way to build your list. I mean, I see all the time that if I run a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad, or let's say you have no budget for that, but you're just going to post on Instagram and post on Facebook, you're just going to let people know about your webinar. People are excited to sign up for a free class when they know they're going to walk away with some actionable advice and they know they're going to get value from that free class. It's it's really easy to get signups for a webinar. So Again, this is a myth I'm going to bust, but you don't have to have a big audience already to get started with webinars because I personally think that webinars are a great way to build that big audience that you are hoping for. Okay, so that's it for me nerding out on all the stats. Now I'm going to get into the six webinar myths plus the truth about making webinars work for your business. Okay, so the first myth of webinars is I need to be great at public speaking all the time when I tell people how awesome webinars are and that they should really give them a try and that they'll make so many sales, it'll be insane and it'll be so much fun and they'll just love it. A lot of introverts in particular tend to say, yeah, but I'm horrible at public speaking or, you know, the thought of doing a webinar just makes me want to break out in hives and just sweat all over and it's just going to be a mess. It's going to be horrible, Beth Ann. And so these people have this assumption that in order to put on a great webinar, they already have to be fabulous at public speaking. Like those of us who do webinars, we just like have this magical gift and it's just not going to work for everyone else. Not true. Not true at all. Okay, first of all, I am not great at public speaking. Yeah, I'm a chatty Kathy, but that doesn't mean I'm a great public speaker. It means I'm a rambler, you guys. Like, that's like just as bad as the person that doesn't have enough to say. So I have so much work to do when it comes to public speaking. Um, In in terms of like my public speaking experience, let's see, how many times have I been on a stage speaking in front of a large group of people? Um, Like two, twice in my life. (laughs) <laughs> I I mean, the main public speaking experience I can think back on is I, I was part of this mission program at my college, and so I got to spend a couple months in India volunteering at an orphanage one summer during college. And when I came back, I had to speak during a chapel service at our school. And so I had to come up with my, you know, 20-minute talk, and it needed to be motivational and inspiring and talk about what I did that summer and obviously share truths from the Bible and all of this stuff had to be packed into this 20-minute talk when, of course, you know, I was at the time a molecular biology major. Like, so it wasn't even like I had the theology background to like give this really great inspiring talk or anything like that. That's the one experience I can think of public speaking. 
recently, and this didn't happen until November, I did a breakout session at the Business Boutique Conference in Nashville. But this was like in front of, it was like 35 or 45 people in a little room. I'm going to be honest with you guys, I find that more intimidating than webinars or my chapel experience because like literally I could trip over the people in the front row because we're in such a tight space together and my worst fear was just like spitting all over the people in the front row (laughs) or that they would like they're like so close they could like smell your stank breath I mean it was a little bit awkward but all that to say that public speaking experience didn't even happen until after I got into webinars and fell in love with webinars so I am not a public speaking expert I've not even ever taken one class on public speaking, okay? So my main experience was, yeah, Sarah and I would get on this podcast and do that. But again, think about that. That's a totally different experience. For one, we knew that we had an editor behind the scenes making us sound way better than we sounded in real life on the podcast and editing out all of our stumbles and ums and likes and all that good stuff. And two, we had each other to fall back on. And three, we had this other person and they were doing most of the talking. So again, not really public speaking experience, totally different than doing a webinar. So here's what I would say to those of you who think you need to be great at public speaking or that you need to have some natural talent or skill at speaking to be good at webinars. Practice is what makes you great at webinars. And that's been my experience. That's the experience of everyone who does a webinar. The cool thing about a webinar, as opposed to, you know, just everyday life, where you're running errands, you're going to a party that a friend's hosting, whatever the case is, the cool thing about a webinar is you're the boss. You decide what you're going to talk about and you get to create your slides. And so your slides help to remind you of what you're going to say You get to practice your webinar as many times as you want before you ever give it to your first group of students. And that's something that I highly recommend is practice multiple, multiple times because the flow will become way more natural and it'll become second nature to you to give that class of yours. The other cool thing is, While I do personally recommend that you show your face at the beginning of a webinar and say hello and let people get to know you, the cool thing is you're not looking out on a sea of faces. Even if there are hundreds or thousands of people on your webinar, you don't see them. (laughs) So it makes it a lot easier. It's way less intimidating. And you know what? If you like sweat through all your clothes during the webinar and you break out in hives, well then you know what? You can do the Q&A at the end and just keep a slide up and nobody's gonna see that so it's gonna be totally fine nobody can smell your stank breath if you have a wardrobe malfunction again just hide behind your slide then if that happens and you'll be just fine so uh, for me webinars are an incredible way to build your business and they're for everyone they they're the perfect way for an introvert to or a shy person, which I know those are kind of two different things, but particularly if you're just really shy and you just feel like you're not good at talking for an hour on a on a subject, you will get amazing at it if you just practice and if you just craft the right kind of webinar presentation. I got to be honest with you, now that I've done loads and loads of webinars this past year, 
I feel way more comfortable and way less nervous doing a webinar than I do just like walking into an event at my husband's workplace or, you know, a a mixer that my friend is hosting at their house and I've got to mingle and say hello and meet all these new people. Because the thing with that is, I don't know what these new people are going to say. What if they ask me something really weird and awkward? Or what if they're like all up in my personal space? Or whatever the case is. That to me is way scarier than a webinar. With the webinar, I get to sit in my office in the comfiest chair that I can find. I get to choose how things go on my webinar, okay? So I promise you, if you've got that fear of public speaking or like a fear of just being around new people, I promise you a webinar is different and you can totally, totally do it, okay? All right, myth number two. Myth number two is that you need to be selling an online course to make a webinar work. Yes, I see this all the time. And of course, webinars are great for selling courses. Yes, they are. I've done that this past year very well, and I know lots of other online business owners who are using webinars to sell courses, but, but I think you're going to stand out even more and you're going to be really surprised at your results by using webinars to sell whatever it is that you already sell online. Maybe you sell eBooks or you sell physical books. Maybe you sell baby products that you make yourself in your home, on your sewing machine. Whatever the case is, I think that you can make a webinar work for you in your business. I've seen a lot of webinars work really well for book launches, for example. You can do like an author Q&A or you can teach a topic that's closely related to your, your book. I've seen webinars around book launches where what they'll do to really incentivize people to hang out with them for a long amount of time and stay on the call is they'll say, you know, every 15 minutes we're giving away a book to one of you who's here live or we're giving away this great prize. So a webinar can be just such a fun way to to celebrate a product launch and to have people hanging out all in one place excited for your thing. And actually, my sister Sarah and I, we used webinars when we launched the very first version of our planner. So the Brilliant Business Planner, we first launched it in June of 2015. And we offered two webinars that day, and it was all about, you know, how to balance a business and a family. And so we gave some really great practical tips on that, things that have worked in our life. And then at the end of the webinar, we had a special offer. We had a coupon code for the Brilliant Business Planner, which had just launched that day. Now, at that point, our audience was still quite small. Um, I want to say we might have had... 4,000 Facebook fans or a couple thousand Facebook fans. I'm trying to remember where we were at one year into the business. I know it was less than 5,000 Facebook fans and our email list was maybe a couple thousand people. And even that, I want to say it was probably closer to like 1,200 people. I, I really should have kept better stats and data, you guys. I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> But I have a really good memory, so that helps. So we weren't huge at the time. And I think we had maybe somewhere between 100 or 200 people to sign up for each of our webinars. 
Now, during the live webinar for, for each of those times that we offered on launch day, we only had like 20 to 30 people who were there live. But the people that were there had so much fun. They gave the most encouraging, sweet, thoughtful comments to us. And I want to say in each of those webinars, so, you know, by the end of the hour, we had whittled it down to maybe there's like only 20 people still there live in each of those webinars. But about 10 people from each webinar purchased the planner. You guys, that's like a 50% conversion rate from the people that are there live, which is really really good. (laughs) So, you know, think about those of you who still feel like you have a really small presence online and you're just very much in the early building stages of your business. Well, if you could make 20 sales in one day when you launch a new product, how would that feel? I mean, I think that'd be pretty exciting. And it's really fun to see your customer's excitement about a product. The other thing was we were able to answer questions. That's one thing that is so valuable with a webinar. I mean, I'm thinking about so many products where I've got questions and I would love to have them answered by the business owner before I purchase. Like, you know, a baby wrap, for example. It's like, I would love a a webinar on how to wrap my baby using like, for example, the Solly baby wrap. Because I just purchased a Solly baby wrap and essentially it was just off of the advice of other friends who've had newborns before and like the Solly wrap. And so it comes in the mail and I'm really excited. And I think there's a guide that comes with it. I'm gonna have to make sure I still have that guide because I desperately need it. But I washed the thing and then I took it out. So it's all ready to go. Guys, it's like just this long strip of fabric with like pockets at the end or something. I have no flipping idea what to do with this thing. Like none. Like I'm going to be YouTubing like a crazy person trying to figure out how to wrap my baby. I'm pretty sure I need to go grab a baby doll and practice like a hundred times so that I don't drop my real baby when he comes because that's not cool but I'm just thinking like of how much easier of a sell it would be if one of the baby wrap companies was offering a free class on five ways to wear your baby and do life at the same time or you know five five ways to wear your baby and still be comfortable and have a happy baby you know something along those lines if I saw a Facebook or an Instagram ad from a baby wrap company that was offering that kind of a class, I would be so in. And after that class, like that would be it. I would be so loyal to that wrap company because I would feel like they know what they're talking about. They took the time to teach me how to use their product. Now I know this business owner. They feel not, they're not a stranger anymore. They feel like a friend online. And I got to see their personality. And so I would be so in. I'd be loyal to that brand in five seconds. So if you sell a physical product, just think about that. Think about all the value you can add, all the help that you can give your customers by doing a webinar too. Some other examples I can think of. So my friend Julie Fuller of Tokyo Blossom Boutique, adorable shop on Etsy. So she sells a lot of planner accessories. She's got adorable little planner clips and Julie also happens to be really creative and she's got gorgeous writing and so she decorates her planner she blings it out it looks so pretty and so classy like she decorates in this just gorgeous way and so Julie is going to create a course 
on planner decorating. And so she can do webinars showing, you know, five quick ways to make your planner beautiful and functional. And it leads right into her course on planner decorating. But even if she didn't have her course ready yet, I mean, then if I've got a choice between buying planner accessories and clips from Julie or from somebody else, who do you think I'm going to buy from? I'm going to buy from Julie because Julie went the extra mile. And now I know Julie and I like Julie and she rocked my socks off in her webinar. Or here's another example, which by the way, I'm totally like giving my business friends assignments here pretty much. (laughs) So my friend Melissa Kaiserman, her Etsy shop is a time for everything. And Melissa, one of the things that she sells are these cash envelope wallets. So for people who are on Dave Ramsey's cash budgeting system, she has adorable little wallets where you can categorize your cash and have it all ready to go for your different spending categories. And you know what? And Melissa does awesome. I mean, her sales are great already, but I'm just thinking if Melissa did a budgeting webinar, you know, a webinar that had something to do with how to set up a cash budget system that will really work for you and your family, oh my goodness, that would be amazing. I think that her sales would blow her away. So there you go, Melissa. I know you're already super busy, but wouldn't that be so awesome? You would be amazing at a budgeting webinar. So again, just think about all the ways that you can use a webinar for your products in a way that makes you insanely helpful to your customers, lets them get to know you, build a relationship with you. And you guys, once you form that relationship with your customers, it's like, oh, it's, it would be really tough for them to like switch and go to somebody else. Because here's the thing. Let's say they find some other product and they're like, hmm, this one is like, a, it looks like maybe it's a little bit better than Beth Ann's. So maybe they'll switch, but probably what they're going to do is just email you and say, hey, Beth Ann, I saw this feature over here. I would really love it if you would add that to the Brilliant Life Planner. And then I can say, you know, hopefully say, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, let me add that next year and make this product even better. So you're getting more feedback. You're making products better. There's just, oh, there's so many amazing things about doing a webinar. Okay, let's move on to myth number three. I told you guys, I told you I was not skilled at public speaking. I'm a rambler. I am a rambler. If you all do webinars, you're going to be so much more concise than me and people will love you for it and you're going to be better than I am at webinars for sure. Okay, so the third myth is that you need to have all sorts of expensive tools and programs to run a webinar. So I'm sure you've been to webinars where people are using Webinar Jam and oh, what's that one? This one drives me nuts because you got to like use some weird little app for it and log in separately and and you can't see what anybody else in the chat is saying and so it feels really weird and isolating. I'm trying to remember what that webinar program is called. Anyways, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. And if you've ever Googled those webinar programs, you've probably discovered that, holy cow, they cost a lot of money. A lot of them are like hundreds of dollars a month. And what they love to do is charge you more money the more live attendees you want to have in your webinar. So they're like punishing you for being successful (laughs) at filling up your webinars with people. Guess what? Newsflash, you do not need all of those expensive tools to run a webinar. Here is what I use to run my webinars. I use a Yeti microphone. 
So that comes in at under 100 bucks. You can also get like a snowflake microphone that you prop up on books so it's close to your mouth. You can get a snowflake for I think around $35. And I'll put all this in the show notes so you guys can see the tools that you'll need. And then you need a computer, obviously, so hopefully you already have that. And then I use YouTube Live Events. So that's like kind of the new version of Google Hangouts. Once you get in there, it still looks pretty much like Google Hangouts, but you just have your YouTube business account and you create your little live event over there. So that's totally free. Google Hangouts, totally free. And then what I do is I use lead pages. So I have my webinar live page on a fancy little lead page that has the webinar name at the top. And so I embed my video there and then I embed a chat box there. And I use Chatango for my chat box service, which is also free. Yeah, but you don't even have to use lead pages. You can actually just embed the video plus the chat box on your very own site. So like if you use WordPress, if you already have a blog, if you use Squarespace, I'm not sure but I have a feeling that you can also embed your video player and your chat box on a Squarespace site as well. So no expense there. And that's about it. I now have some nice lights in my office so that if I'm doing a webinar at night, it doesn't look super dim and and weird in my office when I'm showing my face on the webinar. But Even that, I did webinars for a long, long time before I got lights like this because I would just do my webinars during the daytime. So I'd use a little bit of light from the room and then light from a window and I was good. And then I use Google Slides for my slideshow presentation. Those are also free. And you will need an email service provider because you want to be able to collect signups for your webinar and then be able to email everybody after the webinar and let them know about the replay or any special offers you had. So really the biggest expense is your email service provider, which, you know, MailChimp is free for the first 2,000 subscribers. And that's what Sarah and I use for our first couple of webinars where we were talking about the planner. We just used MailChimp and we had the webinar live page be on our own website. And then the other expense, the microphone. And if you want to take things to the next level, lead pages. I do really love lead pages because it lets me create a really fancy, pretty looking sign up page for my webinar. And then, of course, it's great for the live page of my webinar as well. And I use it for, you know, my product sales pages and I can do sneak peeks of my courses on a lead page, that kind of thing. But again, if you're on a bare bones budget, grab yourself a snowflake microphone for about 35 bucks and MailChimp for free and your website where you can embed your video player in your chat box. And that's it, you guys. You are good to go. And I got to be honest, one of the main reasons that, you know, even though now I could absolutely afford to spend a lot on a fancy webinar program if I wanted to. The main reason why I don't is because I've been part of a lot of joint webinars where the other person was using a fancy webinar program 
And to me, it just seems like there's more room for things to crash and go wrong. I've been to a lot of webinars where the video is freezing or the screen won't share correctly or one person gets kicked off the webinar and the other person can't seem to get them back. And so I just, to me, it's with webinars, it's one of those things where the more technology, it seems like it's just going to bog things down and make things worse. And Google Hangouts has only failed me one time one time in, you know, a couple years. And other than that, it, it works really well. So I just stick with my tried and true. And it's awesome because it makes webinars really, really affordable to do. Okay, so myth number four is that you need to be great at selling and marketing. So a lot of people think they need to have that obnoxious salesman personality in order to make a webinar work. A lot of people say to me, Bethann, I am not good at selling. The thought of selling live, like in front of people live, telling them I have a product and here's what it costs and oh, hey, you can buy it right now. That thought just freaks me out. I can't do it. I, I just, I don't have it in me. Okay, take a deep breath because I do recommend that you you offer something for sale at the end of your webinar. But you do not have to be sleazy and salesy, and I don't want you to be sleazy and salesy to do it, okay? Because here's the deal. The best webinars offer a lot of value, okay? That's first and foremost. First and foremost is whether anybody buys from you or not, you want them to walk away being able to take action, being able to have a quick win from the content they learned in your webinar, and you can feel awesome about that. So you want to focus on fabulous content, really solid teaching, okay? So that's number one because when people see that you're offering really great content, when they see that you're a great teacher, when they see that you know your stuff, that sells them more than anything else. I mean, that's like the proof is in the pudding, right? So they're seeing you in action. They're seeing that, oh, hey, you're an expert on baby wearing. So of course, I'm going to buy your baby wrap or, you know, you're an expert on organizing your planner well. So I'm going to buy your planner accessories, whatever the case is. The other thing that you get to do in a webinar that's really, really hard to do in a lot of other mediums, it's this is one of those things that you've got to be using video to do this really, really well, which is show off your personality, okay? So you get to be you in all your glory. You are there live. So yeah, I mean, people will see the mistakes and the flub ups and that's kind of the fun of it. Like they'll see that you have a sense of humor, that you can chuckle at yourself, that you can maybe have a little banter with your students as you're going through the class. And that is awesome. People want to get to know you. Okay. And even if you think like, no, they don't, Bethann. Like, my personality stinks. Hopefully none of you feel that way about yourself. <laughs> I like you. I don't think your personality stinks. But if that's how you're feeling, like, honestly, whatever quirks that you feel you have with your personality, know that there are people out there that totally jive with that and they think your quirks are, like, the most amazing thing about you, Okay. Here's an example. So I've already told you a bunch of times that I'm so chatty and I'm too wordy and I ramble on and on. Well, inevitably, I get people in my webinar who will comment on that and say like, 
talks too much. <laughs> okay, but then I also get people that say, oh my goodness, Bethann, I love that you want to explain things in detail and I love that you give lots of examples or, you know, I love that you are kind of rambly because it feels really real. Like you're not a robot. You're not super scripted. Your rambly personality is endearing, you know? So, so there's two kinds of people. There are the people that will jive with me being rambly and the people that will not. And that's fine because those people aren't my ideal customer. It's okay. So, you know, maybe you're like obsessed with cats in an insanely weird way and like you're going to bring up random photos of cats on all your webinars, on your webinar slides, I should say. <laughs> like there's going to be people that just think that's the cutest thing ever and they're going to love it. And, you know, think about it. How do you build relationships with people? How do you make friends like in real life? Well, you make friends by hanging out with people, right? By talking with them, by having a real conversation. Like you, it's really hard to build a solid relationship built just off of letters or, you know, Facebook posts. The most genuine relationships happen when a real life conversation is happening. And that's not to discount, of course, we all have probably stories of our grandparents writing letters back and forth during World War II. And so I'm not saying that that's not a real relationship when you have to communicate via letters. But just think about how how much more real things feel when you get to be face-to-face -face with someone and have a conversation with them. And with webinars, that's it's the next best thing. I mean, you can't have a face-to-face -face conversation with people from all over the world but you can get pretty darn close when you're doing a webinar. The other thing that I want to say about selling is that just like you'll get better at webinars the more you practice, there are some formulas, some steps that you can take to get better at selling on your webinar. And I'm not talking formulas like you're going to turn into a robot, but there are some specific steps that you can take your customers through that really feel seamless and natural and they lead into a sale. So I'm not going to get into all of that on this episode, but I want you to know that again, you can practice your sales pitch and you will get better at it and it will feel more natural. And there's no part of your sales pitch that involves being a sleazy, pressure-inducing salesman. You get to be you. Like when I do my sales pitch, I'm talking in the same voice that I'm using right now. I don't all of a sudden turn into someone else. I don't start like yelling and, and hollering at people and... <laughs> making them feel bad for not buying or something like that, you still get to be you. It's just that you're going to get way better at it and more comfortable with it the more you do it. And what I would say is that, again, you're approaching it from a value place. So you're approaching it from a place where you just taught people tons of awesome stuff and you want to help them take that awesome content and take things to the next level. And so you're just excited to share your product with them, right? So if you have that confidence that you have something valuable to offer the world, whatever that product is that you sell, that's going to come across when you do your pitch during your webinar. Okay, so the fifth myth about webinars is that you need to have a huge audience to fill up your webinar. So I hear this one a lot, you know, a lot of business owners who maybe only have a couple hundred people on their email list or maybe they've got a couple thousand 
Facebook fans, something of that nature. And so they think, well, I'm not ready for a webinar because, you know, I don't have the budget to spend on Facebook ads and my audience is just too tiny. And so I'm so nervous that if I offer a webinar to my audience, it's going to be me talking to one person on the other end of that webinar. And I'm going to be so embarrassed and so devastated. But remember at the beginning of this episode where I talked about Sarah and I in our first webinars. So our audience was pretty tiny. And yeah, by the end of each of our webinars, we had maybe 20 people there. So it wasn't a big group, but it was a fun group and it was great. We had a great time. I feel like even if only five people show up live to your webinar, you are going to have an awesome time with those five people and they're going to love it. You're going to get amazing practice. And the other thing is that you can take that webinar replay and use that um, in other situations. So let's take, for example, that baby wrap webinar idea that I had. So if you're teaching about baby wearing for your baby wrap business and only five people come to your live class, well, that's okay, but you can now email out that replay of, you know, all of your best methods for safely and comfortably wearing your baby. You can email that replay to like all of your brand new email subscribers or as soon as someone becomes a new customer and you thank them and say, hey, I've got this great video for you to show you exactly how to use your baby wrap. So again, this material can be repurposed and it still allows you to build relationships with people and show that you're amazing long term. Okay. So it is not a waste. Even if nobody shows up to your webinar, it's not a waste because you can use that recording in other ways. You can upload that whole recording to YouTube. And if you use the right keywords in your title and your description and your tags, then you can get search traffic on that video and people can find out about you and your business that way. And you could link right through to, you know, oh, hey, here's my baby wraps that you can go purchase. How amazing would that be? I feel like I'm going to stumble across your baby wearing webinar because I'm about to go on YouTube here pretty soon and search for all sorts of baby wearing tips. And so if I stumbled across your baby wearing webinar over there and then saw, oh, look, I can go buy a baby wrap from you. Bam, I am so in. The other thing too is that webinars are a great way to build your audience. I've noticed that the more webinars I've done over this past year, I always get new people in my webinars who say, my friend told me that I just had to attend your class. Or, my friend told me about you and she loved your class and she said I have to sign up too. And I get emails and Facebook posts all the time, especially if it's like a peak webinar season for me and I'm doing a lot of classes in a given month. People will email in and post on social media and say, when's your next class? When's your next class? I want to sign up. So word of mouth helps a lot. People will start to know about you. And again, if you're in a niche where most people are not using webinars, you're going to stand out that much more. Like I can just imagine myself if I find that fabulous baby wearing webinar, then going and telling all my other friends who have newborns, hey, you got to check out this company. Let me send you the link to their, their sign up page for their class. They've got this whole class that's going to teach you about baby wearing. So word of mouth is crazy powerful for webinars. And think about that. Like, Talking about a webinar or free class that someone is offering, that's way more likely to happen than just like, oh, uh, let me send you this guide that this business put together. Let me send you this checklist from this business. The other thing too is with a guide or a checklist, 
chances are you could just send that digital file right to your friend without them ever even signing up for that person's email list. Whereas with webinars, if you do have, you know, only a certain period where the class is up and available to watch, like the replay, and you take it down, then what you can do is now that page becomes your sign-up page for your next class. So now that friend, the only way for them to access the class is they got to sign up. They sign up and they attend your next live webinar. One of the other things that I'm always talking about when I'm sharing about a new webinar that I'm hosting is the fact that it is so fun to get to hang out with other like-minded people live. And that's one thing I've found to be true is in all of my webinars, the, the chatting that happens between all of the business moms who are there it's awesome. They'll start collaborating with each other and find out, oh, hey, I I have a blog all about parenting. Oh, I've got a product that's going to be perfect for your blog. Let's collaborate together. And people make these awesome online friendships just by attending webinars together. So I would definitely, if you've got a small audience, talk that up to your audience as well. If you do an Instagram story about your webinar with a link for people to sign up, if you do an Instagram post and a Facebook post and a Facebook live, People will start to share it with their friends and say, hey, come on, let's go together. Let's go attend this class. You know, you and I have both been wanting to get back in shape. So we need to attend this webinar that's five days to a healthier you or, you know, whatever the case is, people will share it with their friends and they want to have a buddy who's there with them live. They love the fact that, you know, in this oftentimes lonely online world that they can meet up with people live in real time and have real conversations with people and so that's another fabulous incentive for people to sign up for a webinar whereas that's not going to happen if they're just signing up for some other email freebie that you've got on your site you know that's they don't get to connect or communicate with anybody when they're grabbing your checklist or your cheat sheet or whatever the case is so webinars are really powerful for that then the last myth about webinars that I'm going to bust right now is webinars are overdone, they're just a trend, and because they've been trendy for a few years now, I'm pretty sure they're going to pass by soon. So I'm not going to jump on the webinar train because, you know, as soon as I do, there's going to be some new fabulous way to sell, and webinars will be, you know, old news. Not true! So yes, I completely acknowledge that the format that webinars are given in, the structure, the tools that we use to put on a webinar, all of that may very well change over the next couple of years, the next decade or more. Sure, absolutely. But building relationships with your customers on video that's not going away, you guys. I mean, you see it. There's Facebook Live and Instagram Stories and Instagram Live now and, you know, Snapchat where you do your little video clips and YouTube, which has been around, it seems like forever, right? And YouTube is not going anywhere. People are still using that because people love video. So selling via video, building relationships with your customers via video, that's not going away. And when you dig into webinars, you'll realize that this is a skill that you can take with you to 
all sorts of other platforms. I mean, I think the reason why I am really comfortable to hop on Facebook Live at any point on any given day is because I do webinars all the time. So I'm used to just hopping on an electronic device and, you know, chatting away. It's just, it's become second nature, right? So you could actually do an entire webinar just using Facebook Live. I mean, that's something you could absolutely do. I mean, at this point, it'd be a little tricky. It'd be harder to have like a clean, polished slide presentation and things like that. But let's say you were doing that baby wearing webinar and so you were just demonstrating the whole time or a webinar around a craft project or just a webinar where you're having a Q&A with your audience or a webinar that's kind of based around a new product launch and you're doing giveaways and it's like a launch party. Well, yeah, just you could set up your uh, phone with the right kind of mount and you could do your webinar right there. And then you would just want to be commenting in the chat and giving people the link for where they need to go at the end of your Facebook Live session to go grab your product. And yeah, absolutely, you could do that. Um, so yeah, there there may certainly be ways that webinars change. Maybe the average webinar will get a lot shorter because we'll realize that people are even less and less able to pay attention. So okay, fine. Maybe the the tools you use and the place where you host your webinar will be different. But I do not at all think that webinars are going to fade away. I think that using essentially a webinar is using video to provide awesome value and then sell a product. That's a webinar. That's not going to go away, you guys, okay? And here's the thing. In the B2B space, so people like me who, you know, I've got courses that teach other business owners how to grow their business or how to market on a particular platform, things of that nature. Yes, there are more and more of us in the B2B space who are using webinars to sell. And so you may find that your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed is inundated with ads and offers for free classes. You're getting emailed all the time about free classes from people. But there are so many niches out there where hardly anybody is doing webinars. Plus, not to mention even me being in the B2B space, it's like I don't care because I'm confident that my webinar is way better than everybody else's. So I'm going to keep putting mine out there and knowing that the people who show up to my webinar, they're going to have a great time. They're going to learn a ton and they're going to tell their friends. And so while some people's webinars may start to fade away, if they're not bringing it and they're not really given a lot of value, sure, uh, for those of us who are, are serious about teaching content well and giving a lot of value and making our webinars fun and engaging. Ugh, there's room for all of us. I mean, yeah, we're fine. I'm not worried at all. But anyways, those of you who are in other niches, you do have an advantage. And let me let me tell you why. So for example, I don't know about you guys, but I have loads of friends on Facebook who are Beachbody coaches. Like I could probably name off 15 Facebook friends of mine who do beach Beachbody as coaches or they sell Beachbody, whatever you want to say. So let's say after the baby comes, 
give myself a month or two, I don't know, however much time you're supposed to give yourself after a baby comes. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm so out of shape. I need to get back in shape. And I got all these friends who are Beachbody coaches. Let me try a Beachbody program and get into one of their challenge groups to help me get back into shape. Well, if I've got 15 friends who are all doing Beachbody, how do I decide which friend I'm going to pick? Which friend am I going to reach out to? to become their customer, to become part of their group. And hint, hint, as I'm talking about this, yes, I'm using Beachbody as the example, but whatever it is that you do or sell, I'm not just talking about MLM here. Whatever niche you're in, newsflash, there are thousands of other people in your niche selling something very, very, very similar. So how will you set yourself apart, okay? That's what I'm trying to get out here. Okay, so I'm going to pick the friend in this scenario with Beachbody. I'm going to pick the friend who seems most passionate about Beachbody, the one who walks the walk, the one where I'm like, yeah, that uh, that chick, she has gotten herself in amazing shape over the past year because of her commitment to fitness and nutrition and Beachbody. She looks awesome. I'm going to pick the friend who seems to have the most knowledge and expertise in this area, like the one who doesn't just have fluffy duffy fitness tips, but who seems to really share a lot of meaty information around this topic. And I'm going to be honest with you, and this one probably goes moves to the top of my list, which is I'm going to pick the friend that I relate to the most. I'm going to pick the friend that I really like the most because that's the person that I'm going to have a great working relationship with, right? Because this person, I mean, one, I'm giving them a vote of confidence with my wallet and buying a program from them. But two, in this case, I mean, if it's a challenge group, they're the person that's checking in with me and seeing how things are going and answering questions. And they're providing me the encouragement and the motivation uh, to keep going and to stick with this program. And so I better really like that person because if I don't, it's not going to be a great experience. Okay. And so, and if, if all those things are true, the person with the most knowledge, the most passion, who walks the walk and that I really like, that's the person whose business I want to support, right? And the same is true for you. You have to be that person in your space that walks the walk, that's passionate, that knows a ton, that provides a lot of value and that people really like. And that's like a tall order, right? That's a lot to live up to. Well, it is a lot to live up to if you think about just posting photos and little fun little captions on Instagram and, you know, writing a blog post here and there and emailing your list. That's a lot that you've got to cover just in word format, right? Or you could just host a webinar and accomplish all of this in an hour and have people who all of a sudden feel like they know you, they like you, they get that you're the real deal, and all of a sudden they're now your customer. So there you go. Those are the six webinar myths that I'm sure you've you've been thinking about. They've been in the back of your mind. Maybe you've never voiced them out loud. But hopefully I've busted those for you and shared with you the truth about making webinars work for your business. And I'm so hoping that at this point you're excited to try webinars in your business, that you're looking forward to using this method to grow and build relationships and make more sales this year. So if that's you, 
and you're going, awesome, Bethann, I'm super pumped, but what do I do next? Like, where do I go from here? Take a deep breath. Don't stress because I've got you covered. So I'm actually doing a five days to craft your brilliant webinar, a free live video series. Um, And so I'm doing that on Facebook Live. So the five days to craft your brilliant webinar series is happening Monday, February 13th through Friday, February 17th. So I'll be on Facebook Live every day at 9.30 a.m. Pacific, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. So um, every single day that week, and I'll be sharing with you how to craft your brilliant webinar. So you're not going to be left in the dark. You're going to know what to do. You're going to have the framework in place to get started growing your business with webinars. And I'm so excited for this. And to prepare for this free video series, you can go to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash webinar guide and you can grab my free five days to craft your brilliant webinar guide that includes all the steps you'll need to go through along with worksheets and cheat sheets to help you through this process, okay? So go ahead and grab that guide before we start on the first session on Monday, February 13th because you'll be better prepared and you'll have all the worksheets and checklists and things that you'll need to get going. And so you'll be my star student. (laughs) So again, go to brilliantbusinessmoms.com forward slash webinar guide to grab your free guide complete with worksheets and cheat sheets for you as well. And you're going to be good to go. By February 17th, you're going to be feeling pretty awesome about hosting your very first webinar for your business. And I cannot wait to see it happen. Ah, It's going to be amazing. Oh, and one more thing before you go. Don't forget about our Brilliant Business Moms podcast relaunch giveaway. So I'm giving away um, access to FB Brilliance, my Facebook ads course. I'm giving away access to Brilliant Pin Promotion, my course on Pinterest marketing. We are giving away a Lily Jade bag, which is like amazing. And we're giving away a Brilliant Life Planner. So if you want to enter the giveaway, all you need to do is leave a rating and review on the Brilliant Business Moms podcast. And Make it honest, okay? Pretty please leave an honest rating and review. You're allowed to say whatever you want there. Just make it honest. And if you could keep it clean too, that'd be great. Because <laughs> that's totally our brand. We like to be kind. <laughs> but that's all you need to do to enter the giveaway. And you have until Monday, March 6th at midnight to enter that. But Hurry up so that you don't forget and leave that rating and review so you can be eligible to win one of those amazing prizes. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant.